The Longbox Crusade presents Fan Bill Fridays. to another Fan Film Fridays. I'm your host, Clinton Robison. As per usual, I'm still down in the LBC basement, but I've been able to stay occupied lately. I've hired some legal counsel in an effort to be granted full Longbox Crusade privileges. You know, technically, I'm only licensed to practice in a very limited jurisdiction right now. So you've told me. Folks, Paul Hicks here has been more than kind enough to represent me in my legal efforts. Sometimes, you know, clicking those pop-up ads aren't always such a terrible idea. Yeah, that's fine, as long as you pay me, I guess. You do take Sky Strikers, right? Oh, bloody hell. Actually, I usually take Defiance, but, uh, well, it looks like your paperwork's all in order. Um, best as I can determine. Might as well submit it to the judge. Just got to summon him from his domain. Stand back. Uh... You mean chambers, right? Uh, well, technically, semantics. Um, excuse me, Your Honor, we beseech thee. Oh, stand back, stand back. Greetings, podcast fools. It is I, Mephisto... Uh, Malbolgia. Right. That's my name, Malbolgia. That's such a great name. Why have I been summoned? I was in the middle of the Happy Days Marathon. I humbly submit these papers and await your judgment. Hmm, yes. I shall examine these and return with a verdict. And now we wait. Hey, uh, while we're waiting, how about joining me for a fan film? Uh, Well, come all this way. Why not? Great. Uh, Do you have any experience with fan films? I I don't have much experience with fan films. I mean, generally... um I have an, I have a real problem balancing my hobbies, and the best way to do that properly is to not introduce anything else. Um, but I do remember I was awfully keen to watch the Star Wars Troops videos when I was younger, uh, just because uh, I barely had access to the internet then, and they sounded really fun, and uh, I was at a point in life where I just couldn't get enough Star Wars, whereas now I'm at a point in life where I've had enough Star Wars, thank you. Um. <laughs> okay, and uh, what do you know about Spawn? Spawn, oh yeah, I was there. I was there on the ground floor. I was there when Image took off. I saw the ads. I, I drank from the Kool-Aid. I bought probably the first dozen issues of Spawn, and I kept uh, issue one and issue nine and ten, I think, the Neil Gaiman and the Dave Seaman one. I kept those ones, and I've got the Grant Morrison issues, which were in the like 16, 17, 18. So I've still got some Spawn. Um, I don't ever reread them, uh, but you know, they're going to... 
they're going to make me rich one day, so I'm hanging on to them. <laughs> ah, good retirement right there. <laughs> All right. Well, we're looking at the fan film Spawn Recall today. Spawn Recall is a film by Michael Paris. It was published on YouTube way back in September of 2014. You know, the before times. <laughs> it stars Joanna Genet as the mom. Tom Maurice as Michael, Gregory Paris as Spawn, and J3.0 as the voices. And if I have messed up any of those names, it's because everybody in this is French, and I speak very bad American. Music was by James BKS Ajuma. This is where I really mess up the names, folks. Uh, sound design by Joanna Genet. And editing and sound effects by Michael Paris. At the time of this recording, the film has an impressive 8.8 million views. And there was a press release for background on this film, believe it or not. There is an official website, www.therecall-movie.com, and you can read up all the little extras on there. I highly encourage everybody to take a moment, click the link in the show notes, and check out this film. Paul and I are going to completely spoil everything that happens when we start discussing it, but with a runtime of approximately 8 minutes, it really won't take up much of your day. Plus, it's always more fun when everybody's on the same page, you know, so basically you can be in on the discussion, even though you're not here. Plus, it's free! No need to sell your soul to Malaboja for this one, folks. You enter abandon all hope. Everybody watch the film. Good. Spawn the Recall is the story of a mother and her son. And we could stop it there, but it wouldn't be quite as interesting. While they're shopping in a supermarket, the child suddenly disappears. She starts looking for him, freaked out knowing evil forces are still lurking. 
A security guard comes to her aid, but while they are checking out the surveillance cameras, something happens. She rushes back into the main part of the store to find it covered in darkness. Using her lighter, she finds her way to Michael. Michael had been lured away by a mysterious voice promising him happiness in exchange for a medallion he and his mother wear. Michael was prevented from this trade by Spawn, who insists that Michael remove his mother's necklace. When the mother and her son embrace, Michael does as he's been told. The mother stands revealed as a witch of incredible power that has had dealings with Al, a.k.a. Spawn, before. Al informs her that she is needed again as Lucifer has returned. And that is essentially Spawn Recall. Okay, Paul, I've been doing a lot of talking, so now I have to ask you, what did you think of this? It's a very stylish uh, fan film. It really has that that European uh, noirness with, uh, you know, it, it just feels a bit arty. Um, but I, I, I really like it. I, I like the effects. Um, I like the vibe. It had a really menacing vibe. Um, it's a little bit uh, short on action, but um, it is clever. And, it, it, you know, it, it conveys, you know, the mother's panic and the child's temptation. And, yeah, and... Yeah, Spawn's creepy at the end, eh? <laughs> well, I mean, we all know by now that I don't pick anything on here that I absolutely hate. But uh, how would you uh, rate this as a Spawn entry? Well, it, it's probably a good... If you didn't know anything about Spawn, this is probably great, because, you know, there's um, the vague menace of evil and trying to take the child, and, and then there's... Spawn is just, um, you know, an even more menacing uh, other force, but not evil as such. But you get the impression that, you know, Spawn's on, you know, uh, genetically on the side of um, evil as well, even if his actions aren't that way. So, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it rides the line pretty well. I mean, but as far as Spawn, uh, Spawn's been going for as a comic for over 300 issues, so I'm sure there's all types of Spawn within that. So, you know, when I started reading Spawn one at the beginning, it was just, um, you know, dead guy in a mask carrying guns, and you know, uh, it, it was like a, the comic was tailored to all the things that Todd liked to draw. Todd McFarlane, like he he likes to draw big capes, he likes to draw big guns, he likes to draw monsters. He likes to draw creepy looking people, um, really exaggerated people, and it, it really held up all of those strengths. But if you translate into another medium, you know, you've what do you go with? There's so many things you can go with. You can go with a gun-toting side, which is probably a bit budgetary um, restrictive, or you can go with the creepy side. And I, I think they went with the creepy side. So this could fit in anywhere in Spawn's, um, you know, comic book history as far as I know. So I, I think it works quite well. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yes, bringing up all the different Spawns, like, if, just looking at the action figure line alone, there are basically any sort of role you want Spawn to have aside from living in the Barbie dream house. I think there was a figure for it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, wow. Um, you said it was even pretty good for, uh, people who might be new to Spawn just for the creepy factor. I like that. Hmm. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, you're a veteran Spawn fan, so you're really digging this one. <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, uh, no, I've probably read, what, maybe 15 issues of Spawn in my life. <laughs> that's fine. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> you got the gist. Uh, okay. No. Now, not to really you know, compare it to big-budget things like the 1990s movie or 
the animated series that was on HBO, but thematically, how do you think it compares to those two? Well, I mean, the effects are probably uh, better because <laughs> it's um, come a bit way. You know, what fans can do with their, you know, home computer technology compared to uh, what Big Budget could do back when the Spawn movie came out, I, I think it's um, probably a little bit better. But, I mean, I really like the mood of this one, like the – and the – you know, just getting access to a supermarket. If I was going to make a fan film, you know, I'd go up to the local IGA and say, hey, can I film here? And they'd go, like, get stuffed, and that would be the end of it. Um, so I was impressed that they got access to a supermarket. And then they put effects over it. And, you know, I love the way the blood, you know, comes down over the vision of things and the fly coming out of the shelf and all, you know, it's just creepy, creepy, creepy stuff. And, you know, it's a good location. I mean, we've all taken our kids to the shops and we've all had them disappear um, and some of us have gone after them. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. <laughs> Paul, being from Australia, just let his children fight for their own lives. <laughs> it is a different life here. <laughs> Either you eat the dingo or the dingo eats you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah what did you like about it oh man i there are so many things that i did like the, the fact that it is a mix of practical effects and cgi um because i mean that like you said the fly and all the the blood and everything but the god okay let, let me start from the top of my list here i'm, I'm gonna pull out like a, a, a pat <laughs> simpson list of of things here uh the film itself was got hot humor. Yes. <laughs> the film itself was uh recorded over the span of about one week, but the added in sound, special effects and everything took two years of post production. Can you imagine that? Well, that makes sense. The sound's really good, yeah. The sound is one of the things that stands out. It's yeah, the voices and the, mm. the creepy, creepy sounds. Nice. Uh, according to the director, the whole thing spawned from, you know, no pun intended, spawned <laughs> the, from the idea of, you know, just what all could happen in a supermarket, and then he just kind of turned it into a spawn film from there. But what, what really gets me is, according to their press release, the, from the practical effects, to get the look of Spawn's mask. They actually cut up pieces of meat to use for the white portions. That makes sense. It looked like it. <laughs> so that's real meat. Yes, it is real meat. And according to to other parts in the press release, the lights they used to get the green effect for Al's eyes apparently heated up the meat quite a bit. So at some point, Spawn has meat juices running down his face. Well, the, that's the other advantage of uh, filming in a supermarket. Easy access to meat. So. <laughs> Light bulbs. Mm. So, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, no, it's a real, you know, clean up in R3, that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, one of the things I like about it is the special effects as Spawn moves in. He's like a sort of spec filler, just filling the space. And you've also got the, you know, Lucifer being the same. They're just, uh, you know, oozing into everywhere, trying to occupy the same territory. And it's, um, you can't tell where, you know, Spawn, you know, he, Limbs, where are those limbs? It's all sort of, um, you know, mm -hmm. goo and movement and, yeah, it's a bit, uh, blobby. Mr. Blobby. <laughs> blobby? Don't we reserve that for a certain patrol of doom? <laughs> mm. Oh, but gosh, okay, the, apparently the character of the witch was unique for this film. 
or so, so I'm told. Uh, he intended to introduce it and uh, just kind of go on from there, possibly making more films, but uh, the director has done nothing else with this character or franchise, anything like that, so I'm not sure if it's just an abandoned idea or just can't get everybody back together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably when you do a big labor of love like this, it's probably, you know, drives you for a while, and then after it's done, you go, oh, I'll finish that. I never want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and the good news is these aren't amateurs, folks. These are people who have been in and out of the actual film industry in France for quite some time. Yeah, um, no, it's like us, except without doing any film work. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, Michael Paris, the writer and director, he's won numerous awards for sh- short films, fan films, that sort of thing. Uh, Joanna has been in several films and TV series. Um, even the little kid was uh, doing theater and such. The music composer, jeez, I mean, he's apparently done a work even with uh, Snoop Dogg and P. Diddy at one point. Oh. Um, said that in 2012, he did the musical score for the dramatic adaptation of Full Monty Ladies' Night. All right. I'm not sure if that's exactly the best thing to put on your resume, but, you know, I mean, whatever mm-hmm. works. We've heard of it. <laughs> that's true. We've all heard of the full Monty. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. <laughs> careful, careful. That, that gets you, <laughs> you know, roped in for multiple Longbox Crusade Christmas specials. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've all done fan films, haven't we? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Those aren't supposed to get out on the internet, Paul. You said they were for your private collection. Oh, goodness. So, do you have any more highs, lows, what does about Spawn Recall? Uh, it felt very um, European. <laughs> it, it, it didn't seem like it had an American sensibility at all as far as, you know, the the pacing of it all. It, you know, it has that sort of horror where the world is not what it appears, you know, as opposed to that there's just a monster coming at you. It's that horror where, you know, everything you believe about reality is unreliable and you're suddenly slipped into something far worse without any warning. So I like that. Reminds you of Australia on a daily basis. (laughs) Yeah, it's more Mad Max down here. (laughs) It always was. Oh, no. I mean, if, if, if anybody wants to even, like, approach this from more of a scholarly level, I don't know why, but uh, it does draw influence from Dante's Divine Comedy, so you can, you know, kind of pad out your college papers with that and hope your professor buys it. Was that the sequel to Dante's Peak? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. when you peak, you can only go... <laughs> So far from the. Okay, I can't make a joke of that one. <laughs> Gotta go in a different direction. <sighs> oh, well, Paul, I think that probably about wraps it up on Spawn Recall. Oh, and just in time for Judge Malbogia's decision. I have reviewed your paperwork. Under normal circumstances, I'd grant your request. However, it seems there was a distinct lack of initials 
beside paragraph 13, subsection C, on page 482. For shame, Paul Hicks. You have failed your client. However, as I am a kind and benevolent devil, a judge, the court shall offer a deal. Clinton can have full range of the Longbox Crusade headquarters. After a century of servitude in my employ. As a hellspawn? Of course not. No, no, I have a place prepared especially for you in my army of the basement. <laughs> okay, well, let me think it over. I'm sure there's a Ouija board around here somewhere that I can use to make the decision and call you back, right? Very well. And now, Paul Hicks, I require your services elsewhere. Wait, what? That's the old U.S. only license in certain places. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess you'd probably be on your way. But uh, two things before you go. Let everybody know where they can find you online. I'm on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks, and I'm on Dark Up Podcast, the uh, Waiting for Doom podcast on the Patrol, and DCOCD on DC Events, and I also do the Gary Show, which I talk to people about. Okay, and number two, can you find a way to sneak me out through hell with you? Well, short of you becoming a negative spirit and inhabiting a body, or perhaps striking up your own deal with hell, i got to say, no, mate, you bug it. Okay, I understood like half of those words. Can you translate it into drunken connery? I'm getting pretty good at that one. Uh, wrong continent, and Malbolge is waiting. Bye! Well, so much for that plan. I'm stuck here again. But at least it didn't cost me my soul. Or did it? Um, why is it so cold? Okay, either way... Uh, time for a promo break and then some listener feedback. Hello, Paul. Hello. I am Dr. Herfenstaffner. Come in, come in, please. Take a seat. Take a seat. What can I do for you today? I uh, just, I just, I'm, I can't sleep. I, I, I can't focus on anything. The only thing I can think about is like DC events. DC events? As in the comic books? DC events? Yes, yes, the comic book events. Ooh, interesting. Uh, are we we talking things like Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yeah, yeah, totally, that one, yeah. Uh, Infinite Crisis? Yeah, yeah, that one too. Oh, very, very... Invasion, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, uh, the Genesis? Uh, not so much. No? Oh, Okay, well, I think it's really good if you talk about the things that are troubling you in your life. So maybe you should do a podcast about this obsession. What, what, what do you call this obsession? What do you think it is? I think you're a unique case. I've not seen anything like this before in my office. I'm going to suggest that you have what we call DCOCD. What? DCOCD. You are obsessive and compulsive about your DC events. I think you should talk it out, get it out of your system via a podcast. I will help you, my friend. We shall do a podcast together about your DCOCD. Oh, okay. When I won't even start? charge you for it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't think I can claim you on benefits. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. When shall we start? Um, 
I'll get back to you on that. I'll check my I'll check my timetable. <laughs> cool. Hey, welcome back to the feedback portion. So sorry Paul had to go, but you know how it is when Malboja calls. You don't get a choice. Or something like that. Anyway, last episode, which was Predator of the Dark Ages with guest Rick Heineken, got likes, shares, retweets, all that fun stuff from Rick Heineken himself, Laurel at Mountainflower1, The Hammer Strikes, Professor Frenzy, Jonathan Schaefer-Hames, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, Longbox Crusade, Christados, Delvin Williams, Green Lantern HG, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Bill Beer, Courtney Holland, Mark Hatherley, Tim Price, Lunar Phoenix Zero, Jared Albrick, Maggie Schaefer-Hames, Sean Ross, Aaron Headmoss, Tribal at Tribal Quake, Ranger Gord, and Weasel Skull. We got some feedback. Laurel wrote in to say, Holy cow, that was a great film. I have only seen bits and pieces of Predator and read a few comics, and perhaps that's why I didn't mind the ending as much as you. Costuming, lighting, music, sound effects, fight choreography, special effects, even a couple of aerial shots. Just wow! I mean, that that pretty much sums it up, folks, right there. But we got some other feedback, too, from Courtney Holland, who said, Uh, run! Which also pretty much sums it up. Uh, Secret Wars and Beyond, which is Sean Ross, wrote and said, Love these guys. Love this show. Well, thank you, Sean. We really appreciate it. And got uh, one more bit from uh, Green Lantern HG, who said, Great episode, guys. A good movie, considering it's a fan film. And correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there already a comic about Predator in the Crusades? Uh, I really don't know, HG, but... I mean, if there is, I'd like to read it. Uh, He continues saying, I kind of feel I read that. Oh, and I hear Clinton and Rick team up, and I picture this. And he (laughs) linked us a gif of Edge and Christian from WWE. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think Rick and I can quite get our hair that long anymore without help of wigs. But, you know, we try. But that seems to do it. I thank everybody for listening in. As usual, you can contact the show at famfilmfridays at gmail.com or contact at longboxcrusade.com or you can just follow me on Twitter at Fridays underscore fan. Write me directly. I'll respond. I'm kind of lonely in the basement. You know how that happens. I'd like to thank Paul Hicks and Malboja. I mean, we all know who you are, Malboja, don't we? Don't we? Maybe. No, also thank you to Tim Price for doing the voice of Malboja. I really appreciate it, guys. So, I guess that pretty much sums it up. And I'll be here for another Fan Film Fridays. Today you can take your telephone, your, your, your cell phone, and you can make a movie on that. And if it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. After all, all art is experience. 
but if you're obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then uh, that will give you the strength to be persistent to make it happen. Spawn, 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 spawn. I really want to put the the song from Robot Chicken in there. (laughs) I don't know that. I was thinking of the spam song. The superhero from hell will defeat you! Never! The world of man will be crushed under the march of my hellish army! Let the challenge begin! seems like I should have something to say after all that. I can't think of anything. I don't know what I would possibly say. It's like, I don't know. You have really ought to clean up this basement sometime, Clinton, though. It is just a mess down here. What the heck? I mean, how old are those Cheetos? My God! Are they moving? I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know.